Joe Rogan and Colin Brady recently had a conversation regarding his most recent expedition through the Drake Passage on a rowing expedition. And what they talked about was the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. What's called desperation is confirmed resignation. Meaning that most people live their lives just kind of in their comfort zone. Most people live their lives. And while this may sound woo-woo, they went on to talk about why it's not. Why it's important to stretch your boundaries experience some levels of pain to experience some levels of pleasure. And the way Colin O'Brady laid it out was, you know, you want to, if you look at life on a one to 10 scale of happiness and pleasure, one being the worst day when your family member dies, 10 being the best day, the most pleasurable day, um, kind of, you know, there was a ancient experiment called the hedonic machine, which basically was like, you experienced, uh, they hooked you up to the machine and it was like you experienced a constant orgasm and like the most pleasure and eventually you basically become numb to it. And it, think about that, like the one day where you had just the best day ever, it was an absolute 10. Most people live their lives literally at a five, constantly. And you know, like Colin O'Brady said, you know, maybe some people move up to a six and then to a four. And this is a life of, a life of quiet desperation. This is a life you do not want to live. The people with massive impact have experienced the great darkness to transcend into the light. And in order to do this, you need the darkness. He, he gives a really great example, which is kind of like a pendulum. You know, if you're just swinging barely, like if you see a pendulum and it's barely swinging, you know, like you push to one side lightly, it'll just swing back and forth until it reaches center. But if you pull it all the way up till it's about 45 degrees, let it drop. It'll, it'll continue going, going, going. And then 90 degrees drop, it'll go to the other side. So the way he lays it out is to experience those tens in life, you have to go through the ones. You have to go through these, these experiences of trial and tribulation to get past it. And that's what professional athletes do. You know, they work their asses off. That's what professional business people do. You know, I run a business myself and I'm kind of practicing this every day is you really got to put in the work, the hard work, the effort. I'm really big on constantly learning, reading, getting knowledge from mentors, different people, podcasts like this, inspiration, reading autobiographies of people that did incredible feats. For example, Colin O'Brady, that's a great one. You know, he, like I said, his most recent expedition was the Drake Passage. He said, you know, he hadn't even, uh, he hadn't been on a boat. I can't remember if he hadn't been on a boat or he hadn't um, driven a boat. But uh, basically him and a couple other men trained to do this expedition that uh, I don't think anyone else had done. And they accomplished it. And in order to do this, he lays it out. You know, he had to train his ass off. He had to experience days of massive pain. You know, he talks about an example of his trainer coming and waking him up in the middle of the night, making him train dumping cold water on his face, different things like this, just to simulate those potential terrible experiences. And it's, it's basically like you get conditioned. So think about conditioning. You know, if each day you run a, let's say each day for a year, you run two miles. If then one day you have to run six miles, you'll at least be somewhat conditioned to get there. But if instead you eat shitty food and you know you're going to have to run six miles and then you got to go that day and you haven't conditioned yourself, maybe you've ran like four miles once every two weeks or like one mile and then four miles very inconsistently. 
you haven't really been dedicated and, and conditioned in this manner, that, that day when you experience that six-mile run, you're going to get killed. And most men, like I said, lead lives of quiet desperation as throw lays out. What's confirmed desperation is confirmed resignation. You're resignating to this life of quiet desperation if you live this way. And again, reading people that have lived true lives, great stories like By the Spear with Alexander the Great. You know, he inherited a kingdom from his father in, uh, let's see, he lived in Greece. You know, if you read the history of Western man, we basically started from the Greeks. You know, uh, you had... Athens, which was kind of the more intellectual area. And then you had Sparta, which they believed in more of the uh, hard work, dedication. Every kid was basically trained at a super young age. It was very, very black and white thinking in Sparta. And Alexander the Great had the mixture of both of these. And he was passed down knowledge from He was passed down knowledge from Plato, who passed down his knowledge to Aristotle, who passed down his knowledge to Alexander the Great. And what's fascinating about Alexander the Great is he actually traveled with a library. So, you know, that's one thing, you know, in the past probably three years, I've been just ultra dedicated to reading. And I, you know, a lot of people say reading's important and a lot of people just kind of uh, shrug this off. But it really is, you know, it has so many different effects on the your cognitive functioning and just learning about different people's lives, experiences, and just accumulating knowledge is so important. And the, the most important thing, though, is the application of knowledge. So like Colin O'Brady did this, you know, he didn't just read about other people uh, doing incredible feats. He was training his ass off. And the merging of these two things, the merging of these two kind of philosophies, you know, you have the Western and Eastern philosophy. Eastern philosophy is a bit more of the, what people would call woo-woo, which is visualization, meditation, kind of training the mind, things like this, and more of the ethereal, whereas Western is hard work and hustle, and, uh, you know, just, again, putting in that hard work every day, working very hard, not as necessarily working as smart, and, and again, that's kind of a black and white way of explaining it, obviously, it's a generalization, but those are kind of the two modes of thought, and some people are so extreme. You know, as Charlie Munger says, Warren Buffett's business partner, no extreme ideologies. Strike a balanced approach. Everything has a thesis, an antithesis, and a synthesis. Find that synthesis. And that's what, that's what Colin O'Brady actually talked about. You know, finding that, that middle point where you can take those things of training the mind and training the body and mix them together to create what we call a win-win, a Pareto efficiency. And that's really what he did. And he he speaks about this, you know, pushing people out of their comfort zone, things like this to train the mind, train the nervous system, which, you know, our nervous system is what basically fundamentally humans move towards pleasure and away from pain. So doing things that push you out of your comfort zone is going to take away pleasure or it's going to forego pleasure and maybe give you some temporary pain. But as Jordan Peterson talks about, you know, the most important thing I found out of the 12 rules for life is pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. So, so important. And along with that, that's one of the 12 rules. I really highly recommend that book, by the way. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Along with that, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else's today. Apologize. (coughs) I have a bit of a throat cold, but uh, I'm getting better. Apologize. (coughs) Hmm. 
Anyways, back to Colin O'Brien and Joe Rogan. Fascinating conversation. Talked a lot about his adventures. And before this, you know, he's been on Joe's podcast twice now. The other time it was from his adventure in 2018, which was, uh, I think it was uh, his trek. It was in Antarctica and there was kind of some controversy about that with uh, Nat Geo. They said he wasn't the first person to do it. But really either way, like... Basically, what it comes down to is it's somewhat complex, but the guy who had done it before him did it in the 80s, and he was assisted by basically like a kite. So it's kind of like windsurfing. You know, you see people on the water using the the wind to catch the kite to pull them. This guy, basically, the other guy used that where Colin O'Brady was unassisted and just he had like basically uh, cross-country seats. So he's basically just walking and um, carried a... Uh, sled behind him with uh, supplies and things like this. So anyways, the lesson you can extract from this is, first of all, understanding the massive men lead lives of quiet desperation, as they talked about by Thoreau, very, very important. And another good book you can read on that is uh, Civilization and Its Discontents by Sigmund Freud. And, you know, Freud has a lot of great lessons that you can extract. Understanding that reading people who have lived real lives, you know, there's, there's a couple really great stories, which, um, which I'd recommend. So Kentiki is another one that kind of goes along with this Colin O'Brady, you know, they, uh, took a raft, which was insane. You know, they basically sailed on a raft from, I can't remember the exact Island, but basically what they wanted to do was do a quest that nobody had done. They experienced insane like crashes and things like this and crazy storms. Um, really, really interesting book about just survival, the mind. And, you know, a lot of people, there's an ancient quote, which is the most issues that, and I'm not going to repeat this correctly because I don't know exactly, but the, the basics of it is the fundamental issues of man typically stem from the man not being able to sit in a chair with no nothing else, just his thoughts for five minutes. When's the last time you did that? Not even, and I'm not even saying meditating. Just just his thoughts. Just your thoughts. Just thinking. I like to call this just like deep thinking. And I actually do this every day in the morning. It's it's basically just something where you basics of this is you want to think like chess. You know, you want to think a couple moves deep. And as you get better at this, you can think multiple moves deep. And as you practice this, you begin to understand, you know, so you, let's say you have in, uh, a decision to make. A good way of just thinking about this, a very simple approach is, okay, I'm going to take a chess-like deep thinking approach. I'm going to find, so everything, like I said, has a thesis, an antithesis, and a synthesis. So let's say your problem is, okay, I am in a job right now. I'm working nine to five. I make $50,000 a year. I want to start my own business. I want to break away. The potential is to make $100,000 a year, but there's definitely risk involved. So sit in the chair, no impulses, no phone, no technology, just your thoughts. Sit in the chair. Something that uh, uh, Charlie Munger calls assiduity, which is put your ass in the chair and do it <laughs> and think. So what's the best case scenario? If you, if you took this action, what's the best case scenario? So you leave your current job, you miss out on that $50,000 a year, but you control your own destiny at that point. You, you start your own business, 
you've been reading, you've been studying, hopefully, like I've been talking about doing these different things, learning from great mentors, books, podcasts, different things like this, and finding ways to train your own mind so you can, you can really be responsible for yourself. Because if you can't manage yourself, I would not recommend being your own boss. Very, very important to be able to manage yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you can't manage yourself, the man who can manage, uh, what's the quote? It's like, the man who can manage men, um, manage, the men who can only manage things, man who can manage men, man, can manage the men things, <laughs> I can't remember the exact quote, I messed that up, my apologies. It's basically what it's saying is, the men who can only manage things basically will work for someone. The men who can manage men will be the leaders, but the men who, who can manage money manage all. So really, like, if you think about a lot of people look up to LeBron and like Kobe in Kobe's an amazing man. LeBron's an amazing man. All these guys are incredible, but especially Kobe, man, rest in peace. He's an absolute legend. Whew, I love Kobe, man. Anyways, so what you want to think about is who's controlling behind the scenes? Who is cutting their paycheck? Who's cutting LeBron's paycheck? Who's, who was cutting Michael Jordan's paycheck? Those are the men who can manage money. And a lot of the times, those people are behind the scenes. And those people are the ones who can strike off and start their own business. So back to this chest like deep thinking, you know, you want to think of the best possible solution. So what's the best case scenario if you quit your job? Best possible scenario is you make that $100,000 a year. You live a great life. You're able to manage yourself. What's the most likely scenario? Well, you end your job. Hopefully you have some savings. Probably the first year in business, you're not going to make much money. That's the real, the realistic truth. I mean, I can't remember the exact statistic, but most businesses fail, honestly. And then a lot of them just don't even make money. So after that, after you found the thesis, so the thesis is hopefully I, in that first year, if I work my ass off and I've trained, I can make what I desire. Most likely scenario is be practical about it. Probably not going to make a ton of money in the first year. Hopefully you have your own money, your own capital and your own will to manage yourself and hopefully a team around you. But the worst case scenario is you go in massive debt, you want to get your old job back, they reject you, and then you spiral out of control. So out of all those scenarios, basically you simulate those scenarios. And you know, as Richard Dawkins talks about in the, his book, The Selfish Gene, what makes us unique as humans is our ability to simulate potential outcomes and you know, use our minds like in this way, you know, organisms that can only learn through overt trial and error will fail every time to organisms that can simulate overt trial and error. So learning from people like Colin O'Brady, learning from people like, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great example, you know, for, for health, you know, if you break kind of your life up into those four pillars, health, wealth, love, and happiness for health, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great example and for wealth and for I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know about love. He had some controversy, but, uh, you know, the important thing is take the best, leave the rest. As Abraham Lincoln said, learn from everybody, even if it's what not to do. So, you know, you, you learn from the, these great men, you learn from example, uh, Colin O'Brady, this incredible thing. And, and you simulate these things. That's kind of what chess, like deep thinking is, is you, you're able to train your mind. And he talks about, you know, in, um, in his adventures in in his, uh, expeditions, Colin O'Brady, that, you know, his mind really became more powerful because 
he didn't have anybody to talk to, in a, at least in his first adventure. In the second one, um, when they were rowing, they, were, they had other guys in the boat, even though they were in super close quarters. But they experienced massive trial and tribulation, and they experienced days that, like we talked about, on that pendulum, one. And then afterwards, I'm, I bet he experienced a 10-day, you know. He's gotten to, he, like he talks about, he has a charity. And I highly recommend you pick up his book. Just look up Colin O'Brady. He, uh, there's a book basically about his uh, first adventure trekking across Antarctica and um, kind of doing that. And uh, there's a documentary coming out about him. It was a great conversation with him and Joe Rogan. Highly recommend you go watch that. Very, or you, you can watch it on YouTube or listen to it just on wherever podcasts you listen to. Um, you know, so again, he uh, he did the Drake Passage and then his first trek. I can't remember exactly where in Antarctica he uh, he walked across, but uh, yeah. Anyways, great conversation with him and Joe. Remember, the mass men lead lives of quiet desperation. What's called desperation is confirmed resignation. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you're able to listen to Colin O'Brady and Joe Rogan with that conversation. Many different interesting topics. Really focus on pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Doing something small. Just starting with something small. For example, every day take a shower. Usually it's a hot shower. (coughs) At the end of it, turn that baby on cold. Turn that up to cold and shock your body. That's an easy one to do. And then tell yourself, stay strong. That's an easy one to do. Pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's been proven hydrotherapy. It's basically, it honestly has been proven that it raises your testosterone and gives you a bit of a boost. And the more you do it, <coughs> it has compounding effects. So it's a very small micro way to do it. And that's, you know, step by step, you get ahead, not necessarily in fast spurts. So don't go trekking across Antarctica quite yet. Maybe start with the cold showers. (coughs) And again, it doesn't have to be a fully cold shower. Just take a normal shower. Last 10 seconds, turn that baby on cold. Stay strong. Let that water run on your neck. Tell yourself, you know, I can do this. Think about the the men who had lived real lives, like Colin O'Brady, for example. It's a perfect modern example. But Alexander the Great conquered so much of... He conquered so much of that you know, Western world of uh, Asia Minor and different areas in in that area. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Till next time.